Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Hello, listeners. Today we have an episode about a difficult experience Cindy had this week. And yeah, maybe you can just launch into it and tell us a little bit about what happened. Okay. Well, I don't really want to go into the details because I want to keep all parties safe. But I did have an interaction this week with somebody that I basically sent an email asking a question. And then the response that I received was not what I was expecting to get. And it, to me, sounded like it had some anger to it. And I was not expecting that at all. It really caught me off guard. And what I noticed was that like my own response to that, it was larger than probably what it would be for many people, I guess. And at one point I was getting empathy in the evening from somebody about it. And I was actually shaking. And my person that was giving me empathy said, you know, how you doing? And I said, well, Right now, I feel kind of, I don't know if I'm cold and that's why I'm shaking or I'm shaking because I'm, I'm literally like trembling because I'm scared. And this person was like, well, I think you're probably just really scared and this is connected to that. And then in the middle of the night that night, I was very grateful because I was able to connect like my response in that moment to a memory that I had growing up, which was about walking into my house and having fear because I wasn't really sure like what was going to happen, whether it was going to be a good day or I was going to be in trouble for something that I didn't know that I would even be in trouble for. So it was a very similar kind of a thing to what had happened the day before. And just kind of yeah. like your, you know, sympathetic nervous system was keyed up. Completely. Yeah. Really tense about it and just a lot, a lot of fear. Yeah. And then I didn't have the opportunity to speak with this person for several days. And it took me a good day or two to kind of come back into a level of balance around it with a lot of processing. And I was very grateful. I actually got to talk quite a bit with my mom and kind of like integrate what had happened and what happened as a kid and have some healing around it. But I think the the reason why I'm even bringing any of this up for our listeners is because it became really clear to me on why NVC is so powerful and why I want so many people in the world to learn these skills. Because what happened to me is what I would call a trauma response, right? I was triggered. And it was clearly related to the thing, but it was more deeply related to my history. And if that person had known how to say things in a different way in that moment, it wouldn't have landed for me in the way that it did. And I also think that we do damage in conflicts like this when we don't clean it up pretty quickly because the person that has had trauma then has time and space to make up stories as well. And then it's further exacerbated because we have social media and we have texts and we have email and we respond often with those forms of communication that are not maybe as complete or people use judgmental language without even knowing they're using judgmental language. It could be very benign judgmental language. And somebody can say just something like, it's not a big deal. They could write that out, right? And yeah, they might be re-trigger you. Well, yeah, the problem with a judgmental statement, be it a benign, quote, benign judgmental statement, 
or one that has intention of, of doing harm, is that it can be interpreted in one of many ways, right? That's why observational statements are so, in my opinion, so much safer, because if we're using judgmental evaluative statements, even if they have no intent to do harm, and the person doesn't have an awareness of that they're using it, the person that is receiving it, if they've had trauma, they're only going to receive that statement through the lens of their own trauma, more than likely. They're going to receive it through their own history and their own experience, right? And more than likely, probably not in the way that the person intended it to land. Then the person that received it gets more triggered. And if they don't have MVC skills or a way of stating things to keep the other person safe, then they might say some other things back to the other person. And then maybe we don't have the time to talk about it. And then it's kind of a vicious cycle on and on and on and on and on. It was just like, wow, I saw the way it played out so obviously for me. I mean, it took me a bit, but I'm like, oh, I was able to like catch myself and, you know, just keep with what I was feeling, what I was needing. And I was also super grateful that I had some skills to be able to step back into the conversation when the time was given and keep it very safe for everybody. And I'm pretty sure that's not how it plays out between most folks. So what do you mean by keeping it safe for most people? Well, in this situation, first of all, I did my work beforehand to try to figure out what was going on there and take some needs guesses. And when I stepped into the communication, I actually gave empathy first. And I had practice before even stepping in. I had gotten empathy for myself. I did all the things that I teach everybody else. I got empathy for me. I gave myself empathy. I practiced being on the NVC dance floor and taking it through like how the conversation might go so I could be ready for that. And when we did step into the conversation, I just stuck with the process. I gave empathy and it wasn't BS empathy. I really, really could understand where this person was coming from. And then I didn't give my two cents without asking permission first, without asking if there was a readiness to be heard. And when I did share, I did make sure that I used connecting requests to ask the other person how it was for that person to hear what I had to share and then cycle back into more empathy and back and forth and keeping out the judgmental statements so that there couldn't be those multiple levels of understanding or misunderstanding there. And yeah, so it sounds like you really worked the process. Totally worked the process. And I'd like to say that it was really cleaned up the entire thing. But because it took days and because there was some evaluative language put out there and because there was space, it was hard on me. And I mean, ultimately, I think it was probably a gift because I was able to connect it to a lot of things from a long time ago. So it was very illuminating and I believe helpful going forward. It will be helpful, but it was hard. And I guess the whole reason why I'm even willing and wanting to share this on the podcast is because it's probably the driving force behind what it is that I do, because I see this same kind of pattern happening over and over again, just about everywhere. I mean, maybe that's a little evaluative, but it seems to me like there's a lot of conflict. And I think this is at the root of it, that this is what we're doing back and forth to each other. Yeah, you had that time to really slow down. I, I can imagine that was painful. And I think that's usually painful for a lot of people, because when we do get into conflict, I think we want to fix it fast. And mm -hmm. so it's especially difficult if you don't have immediate contact with the person and there is that space. 
Well, I think the reason why we want to fix it fast is because, or at least for me, in the meantime, if I didn't know like what the intention was, or if I wasn't sure, like if it really was anger and if it was anger, what the anger was about for me, that equates to like danger, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. being in trouble equates to danger. And that was what came alive for me. And so I just would love for so many people, number one, to get skills in NVC so that the languaging and the actual communication is as free of those judgments or those multiple levels of interpretation as possible. I think that will help. I also think for people to be mindful that if you can't be in the communication immediately, to have some communication about that, like, you know, I'm sorry that I'm super busy and I really, I'm guessing that this is maybe hard for you. And I want you to know that I want it to be safe and I want us to have communication and it's got nothing to do with you. So even just something like that, for people to be mindful that space in and of itself can cause harm, intentional or not, it can be hard for the person that's waiting. And then for sure, all the social media outlets and how we're communicating there. I think if many people had NVC skills, that would be cleaned up on social media as well. You wouldn't see the judgment hopefully as much. And so therefore we wouldn't be having all the fights in schools that kids tend to have, because this is exactly what's happening, I believe, in schools with kids. They have no awareness of the deep trauma that keeps getting re-triggered over and over again by the way that we're talking to each other or shutting down. So, so how do you think this can help listeners and how can they incorporate this into their lives, I guess, other than by practicing NVC? Well, I would think that many of the people that are listening to this are on the NVC journey. So that is hopeful. I say continue to practice, continue to deepen. I'm hoping this is just helpful for people so that they can see some truth in what I'm saying about how this is playing out amongst us. And if nothing else, even if you don't have like, quote, great NBC skills at this point or skills that you're feeling, you know, a lot of confidence and ease with, one thing that can be done if you're in the midst of a conflict with someone and there's no time for you to talk to that person, I think it would be very helpful to say something about that. Like, yeah, I'm guessing maybe it's really hard and that there's a lot of thinking going on around what came down between us and maybe me not being able to talk at this moment is adding to that. And I just want to reassure you that I am willing to speak. It's just really about finding the time. Something, I think if we could just say something like that, that's maybe one quick takeaway that could help for those two thirds of us, at least here in the US, that have had trauma and are going to take that non-communication to mean a million bazillion other things than probably what it actually meant to begin with. Yeah, I think those are important things to know, especially because we've talked about weight before. So it kind of sounds similar. But even if you aren't quite in weight, but you just don't have the time to really have a full conversation, just letting someone know that. Just to be aware that I think people having an awareness that oh, if I don't talk with this person, it might actually really be hard on them. I think we tend to like play it down. But truly, if two thirds of us have had trauma, which I believe it's probably even more than that, there's a lot of story making going on in our heads. And to be mindful of that and to be sensitive to that and kind of try to being willing to be in that dialogue as soon as possible and speaking to it when you can't be in that dialogue can be very helpful. Is there anything else yeah, you want to say about this? I don't think so. Just very, very grateful that I have skills and super grateful that there seem to be more and more people out there in the world 
that are understanding the importance of this and willing to dedicate their time to learning it. I feel a lot of gratitude for that. That's it. And if you want to call in, our number is 850-706-0488. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.